last weekend, the Banana Wazer guys got out to go see a scary movie. Get out of here. No, I'm enjoying this. Well, I can't watch. Scrawled in blood. What's it say? See you next Wednesday. It's only a movie. It's not funny. You were scared, weren't you? I wasn't that scared. Yeah, you were scared. It's close to midnight. Banana laser's about to fuck shit up. What? The hell? Dude, what's happening? What the fuck, man? Oh. Holy shit. Dude, why do you look like that all of a sudden? Who are all these other assholes, man? What the fuck? Dude, for the love of God, why are you guys starting to dance? Ooh. Hey, hey, get, get, get the fuck out of here. Get away from me. Get the fuck. Back off. What the fuck? Back off, assholes. Hey, stop. Hey, hey, wait, what's the matter? Come on, I'll take you home. off man i'm a scientist what's up gang welcome to another potassium filled episode of banana laser my name is matt wazell if you're nasty and with me as always is the bilingual bipolar and bi-weekly dave z what the <laughs> fuck is up dave z hey yo what's going on brother <laughs> not a lot man it's good to be back Fucking A, sure is, sure yep. is. Back in the Banana Laser Studios, and we're having a blast. You know, we went to the movies this weekend. I got a little scared. I'll, I'll admit it. but Just uh, a bit. That's yeah, okay. It's okay, you know. It happens. You, you were there to protect me, so. That's uh, what I do, brother. That's right. <laughs> yep, so, yeah, we got a review of The Conjuring coming up. And as promised, we have a Evil Dead blu-ray to give away to a lucky guy or gal out there and what we're going to do with this guys is 
Uh, later in the show, we're not going to tell you when, but later in the show, we're going to drop uh, a word, a line. We're going to mention it, and then we're going to tell you what to do in the middle of the show. We don't want to do it right up top, and then you guys, you know, just fast forward to where it is and, and then go to win it. We want to make you work for it a little bit, you know? That's we, right. Yeah. Listen to a couple of fucking assholes for the next hour. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> who knows? We still might do it in five minutes. But we're not doing it, to, you know, right this second, you know. So nope. so, sorry if you were trying to fast forward to win it. I'm sorry, but it is in here. So just keep listening to us idiots. <laughs> right, that's it. Straight up, we're too smart for you guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because I've done it myself before. So. <laughs> oh, you cheater. <laughs> well, anyways, and uh, we also got uh, you know some fun ways to get in contact. We got the. Uh, email, you know, bananalaser at gmail.com. You know, email us your intimate thoughts, your your penthouse letters, you know, whatever. Um, and we also got the new banana laser line set up for anybody yeah. who wants to, um, you know, hopefully some non-weirdos will call yes, in. please, so, please. <laughs> Some actual listeners. You know, call us, leave us a voicemail. What do you think? The number is 314-720-8842. That's Very the banana good. laser line. Yep. And then, oh, shit. Well, the fucking phone's ringing this is like clockwork dude i don't what the fuck, fucking well? understand it's like i i hope it's not like a, a ghost or anything like that I, I don't know what the fuck it is but this better be good if hey. not i don't know what to tell you hey what, let me let me fucking get this hello banana laser what Oh, oh shit! What the, what the fuck? fuck? Okay, hanging up now. Oh wow! Okay. Fuck what this the... shit, dude. How? Fuck it. Unplug that fucking phone right now. I, I, I'm trying to be a team player. I know you're all about the phone. I know we're fucking promoting and we're new. We got everything out there, but this fucking phone. It was God a bad idea. It. Yeah. All right. Holy okay. Shit. I. I Damn, unplug that fucking okay. thing. All for right. real, here. please. Let me, let me throw it away. Yeah, here, here. I don't ask for much. Really. I'm, I'm tossing it across the room. <laughs> there we go. Fucking get rid of that fucking thing. So let's go to something else. Let's move on. Y- you know, I shit. did get an email today from uh, from a listener named Henry. Let, let me just... I haven't oh. read this yet, so let me... Oh, shit. This is a great surprise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. From, okay. uh, from Henry here. So let's just run down right. this here. Get it on. <clears> oh, shit. Let me get my glasses on, my reading glasses. All right, here we go. Uh, Wilma. Wilma. Okay, right off the bat, that's a little weird. Wilma, I've had to leave in a hurry because of a call from Dexter Stanley. I'm confused. Um, (laughs) He seems to have gotten himself in a great deal of trouble. I'm ashamed to tell you this, but ever since Dexter's wife died, he's had problems coping with certain young female grad students. What the fuck? Fuck. He's been able to cover up several incidents, but this one looks very serious. It seems he got a young woman to accompany him to Anderson Hall under false pretenses and then attacked her. What the fuck? What? Who is... Okay. Who's Wilma? Who's Dexter? What, what the fuck, right? Okay. It, it, it goes on. When Dex called me, he was barely coherent. He was gibbering with fear and crying, I think. I, I try, <laughs> yeah, I tried to get him to tell me what had happened to the girl, but for the most part, he only kept repeating, "It's awful, Henry. It's awful." Okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Wilma, could you come out here? I know it's asking a lot, but you're always so clear-headed. 
about things and you know how to be firm. Mm. I think Dex could use a firmer hand than mine right now. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> Wilma, firm hand. Wow. Uh, five fingers. Uh, not to mention <laughs> the girl herself. He said that she had curled up in a dark place and won't come out. That's uh, spooky. I'm sorry to have to ask you to come over to Anderson Hall and help me out. But (laughs) as you often say, what would I do without you? What indeed, Henry? What indeed? (laughs) What indeed, Henry? (gasps) What the fuck? Well, there uh, there you go, Henry. I mean, we don't have any. Okay. uh, Well, it wasn't as as bad as a phone call. (laughs) No. No, I guess because uh, they they don't have a chance to respond and keep keep uh, you know yapping away. Uh, cool. Well, uh, thanks, Henry, for that uh, for the email. Uh, <laughs> Fucking portrait of a serial killer. There he is. <laughs> Maybe that's who that was. Holy yeah. shit! Henry Lee Lucas. Yeah. Yes, he's fucking back. Is he dead? I don't know. Fuck. I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he sent this from the grave. Fuck. Who knows? <laughs> nice, Henry and Wilma. What a couple for the ages. Oh boy. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So, without any further ado, we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna be right back with the review of The Conjuring. I was watching Poltergeist last month. I got a question. Why don't white people just leave the house when there's a ghost in the house? Y'all stay in the house too fucking long. Get the fuck out of the house. Very simple. It's a ghost in the house. Get the fuck out. And not only did they stay in the motherfucking house and Poltergeist, they invited more white people over. Sit around going, I'll throw to Carol Ann's in the television set. I would have been gone. If I had a daughter been down the priest, and said, look, man, uh, I went home and my fucking daughter's in the TV set and shit, so I just fucking left. Um, you can have all that shit. I ain't going to back, back to the motherfucker. And, uh, I just came down, so when she ain't up at school, you don't think I killed the bitch or nothing like that. But she is inside the TV set. You can have all that shit. Fuck it. Uh, Mr. Murphy, didn't you try to save your daughter? Yeah, I'm a man. If I tried to save, I turned the channel. The shit didn't work. I got the fuck out. Please. Kid was only six years old in the movie. They couldn't have been too attached to her. Leave. In the Amityville Horror, the ghost told them to get out of the house. White people stayed in there. Now that's a hit and a half for your ass. A ghost say, get the fuck out. I would just tip the fuck out the door. They walked and looked in the toilet bowl. was blood in the toilet. They said, that's peculiar. I would have been in the house and said, oh, baby, this is beautiful. We got a chandelier hanging up here, kids outside playing. It's a beautiful neighborhood. We ain't got nothing to wear. I really love them. This is really nice. Get out. Too bad we can't stay, baby. All right, assholes. We are back. Banana Wazer. And uh, this time we got a review for a new movie. Uh... Mr. Z and I went to the theater and we saw The Conjuring. Hell yeah. Yeah, spooky. Uh, This movie is actually doing pretty well. And that, you know, I'm glad because uh, it took the weekend. It it had the highest sales, you know. Last time I looked, it was over, uh, you know, 40 million uh, gross sales, which is great. Nice. Um, Yeah, absolutely. It's great for a movie like this that is actually 
you know, I'll say decent, <laughs> uh, uh, do well. Because lots of times those fucking teeny bopper uh, PG-13 horror movies uh, come in and they, they kill. But that's just because a bunch of little girls are going to see it, you know. Not like actual fans like you and me. Exactly. Right. Yep. Uh, so that's good. Um, this and it movie, wasn't a remake, and it wasn't a sequel. True. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. That that that's crazy on itself. Uh, right. In this day and age, too. For sure. Uh, this movie is directed by James Wan, who uh, most of you probably know. He did Insidious. He did Dead Silence. He did uh, the first few Saw movies. Um, so. I think most people out there are a fan of his work. Um, I, I, I'm a, I'm a mild fan of the Saw series, but I, I loved Insidious uh, with a, with a passion. Uh, wh- what do you think about him and his work, Dave? I fucking love the original Saw. I'm, I'm actually yeah, a pretty yeah. big fan of the Saw series in general. Um, I have it, it. It's you know, it. It would take a lot of explanation. It's hit or miss for me, but it's sure. more hit than miss, you know. And um, when he followed it up with uh, Dead Silence, that was good. It was, you know, entertaining. Nothing fucking to write home about. But Insidious, yeah, that was impressive. There's definitely I, some elements of Dead Silence in in this new movie, The Conjuring. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I, in all his movies, I mean, uh, you know, let's just get into it. I mean, I guess this is going to be a spoiler review. Um, so yeah. if you guys haven't do, seen this, right. we'll, we'll you know our brains are so scattered, we'll probably give something away. Uh, so we should just say up front that this is going to be you know have spoilers in it. But yes, um, it, it's so hard to make a movie, well, really any horror movie, and, and, and not to have cliches in it. It's almost an impossibility to to do it at this point. And the, there's a lot of elements in this movie from his previous movies. Uh, Dead Silence was one and Insidious and stuff like that. And um, and also just tons of other movies, too. Like there's a, um, let's see, like the ball being tossed out. That's like uh, from The Changeling, right? Have you seen that? Yes, the ball and the piano for that man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I piano, love The Changeling. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I love The Changeling, too. I'm not super big on uh, on haunted house movies but there's a few of them that strike a chord with me and the changeling uh with uh that was george c scott right he, yeah uh, that was. that movie i, I love that movie and uh, there's a moment in in the conjuring where there's a, a little ball being thrown out you know from the corner supposed to scare you but that's that's straight ripped from the changeling and then there's another moment where uh the tv is on but it's all static and yes. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, poltergeist. Right. You know? Right. And, I think uh, that was a nod more than anything. Oh, though. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. So, of course. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, this movie had a lot of other uh, elements that made it um, uh, unique. And uh, one of those elements was the clapping game. That's yeah, in, that That's in cool. the trailers. And now I've never even heard of this clapping game. I just played hide and go seek when I was right. young, but right. <laughs> uh, the and now some people say that the the trailer kind of ruined those moments uh, for, just for one. you. And yeah, th- so would you say that kind of killed it for you? The clapping game one. part. Agree. And I, I, the thing is, I watched the trailer. It, it just I was watching. I don't watch a lot of commercials. I DVR almost everything I watch. 
and occasionally I watch something and I see, and it's, if it's a horror movie that's coming out, a lot of times I can't help it, especially when it's the first one. I'm like, oh, look at this, okay, mm-hmm. and then I'll watch it. And then I remember the first time I saw that with the clap, and then I look over at my wife and I said, I go, you know, they should have left that out because now we know that's going to happen. That's a good jump scare. That's a good scare, and I wish they wouldn't do that in the trailer. It, but. it was good, but to me being okay i think that was like the the first like teaser trailer and that's all it was it was like the mom and the and the child in the house had no other characters in it and it was just that it it kind of played through and i think that that really sucked me in because if i saw the first trailer and it was like you know uh you know somebody floating and a door slamming and just quick stuff like that i would have chalked this up to all of the other fucking haunted house movies or like the possession you know as a fucking teeny bopper horror movie but since i saw that first trailer and had the clap game i was like okay this this movie is actually smart and so it sucked me in and i I, yeah it didn't have the same effect but i was excited to see the scene in the context of the movie that's true i was curious about what it meant with the clap you know? <laughs> yeah, it means you got to go to the doctor. That's what that means. <laughs> Some bitch gave uh, him the clap. It burns when I pee, <laughs> and I hear clapping sounds. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, this uh, there's a lot of other cool elements, too, uh, like the opening. Yeah, uh, Annabelle. Yeah, the, the whole <laughs> Annabelle doll. If you guys don't know, this movie is, is about uh, essentially uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are f- uh, uber famous for the whole Amniville deal. You know, that's based on a true story that they investigated. And this is supposedly, I mean, it is, uh, it's based on a true story. Uh, another case that took place before that. And, and even before this movie, the, the bumper of the movie at the beginning is uh, another one of their cases. And it involves a doll and how this doll, you know, may or may not be possessed and is moving and is writing stuff on walls and stuff like that. And that's where, um, I mean, he steals, I, I don't want to say steals, but, you know, he pays homage to the poltergeist, you know, with that. And, you know, with he did, what? You're talking about the, the, the doll. The doll? Yeah. You don't think so? I don't know. I, There's the whole doll part in the fucking poltergeist. The fucking clown you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah, I understand, but this didn't do. The poltergeist thing, it was just a one-time thing. The kid feared the doll for half the movie, and he was all, know, all scared of but... that doll, and then it came to life. But the, but the thing with Annabelle, it, it was just centered around that particular story with the, you know, with the two girls and the guy in the apartment. That their particular case was just about Annabelle. I, I'm just you know, I'm just saying it was a it was a, it was a nod. You know what I mean? It was a it was a doll in a fucking haunted house movie, and that's all. You know what I mean? I know the the cases are totally different and dissimilar, but just having because to me, I'm not a huge Poltergeist fan, but the doll scene is from watching as a kid is the thing I remember the most of being scared of, and yeah, so that's that's what I took away from it. And but um, but also, I mean, James Wan made uh, whatever before Insidious was that Dead Silence movie. Uh, all about a killer doll, which I right. didn't care for, just because it, it got more silly and and stuff at that point. I think I don't I don't know. I, I hear lots of people like Dead Silence, so maybe if I go back and watch it, I'll like it. I, I like some of it. I, I, cause yeah. 
the Dell thing kind of creeps me out a little bit. So I do that, that aspect alone. It, it, it would be hard if you can make a decent movie involving dolls like that. It would really have to suck for me to not be interested in in it. And it didn't suck at all. The the reveal at the end is kind of what um I don't know. It could have been better. That's all. But was there a reveal at the end? I don't. Oh yeah, yeah, there was. Okay, well, let's let's talk about this. Okay, the, the music box, uh, I thought was a cool element. You know, I, I hate to jump to the end, but you brought it up. The fucking uh, <laughs> the reveal at the end. I didn't see any. Was was I supposed to see something? Because the last shot is like uh, uh, looking in the music box in, in the mirror. Wait a minute. Hold on. You're talking about a reveal on this movie. Yeah, isn't that what you were just saying? <laughs> I was talking about Dead Silence. Oh, you were talking about Dead Silence. You okay. said something about it. I said it was good, yada, yada, about fucking, y- you know, the dolls were kind of scary and everything. Oh, okay. But Never it was mind. the reveal that made it a little, um, it, it tarnished it a little bit for me, Dead Silence. That's oh, why okay. you said that. Oh, okay. But there was, do you remember the reveal in Dead Silence? I do, and I thought it was okay. so stupid. That's and, what I'm uh, saying. Yeah. Right. Okay, we'll cut all this out. Uh, so there <laughs> you go. Fucking, he's pointing fingers at me since you brought it up. <laughs> You're like, what Damn are we it. talking about? It's oh, awesome. So, anyways, um, yeah. So this movie, The Conjuring, it's about this family. Uh, uh, what is his name? The parents, something like that. Yeah, the parents. Yeah, yeah. parents. They uh, they move into a house, and and right away, shit starts going fucking wacky. And I've I've watched this movie twice now. I went, I went Thursday night and I went, uh, today and I have to say that the first, this movie is kind of divided into two halves. It's got the first half when it's just the family and they're slowly experiencing more and more paranormal shit. And then the second half of the movie is when the Warrens actually come in and they start doing some investigating. But I, I have to say after watching this twice, the first half, I think, is the better half. Uh, just of all the, just the family. Nobody's freaked out yet, and and that's when, uh, you know, all the like you know instances happen with the girl getting pulled on the bed, uh, the girl seeing uh, a, a demon or somebody standing behind the door, and the door slams and stuff like that. That was cool. Yeah. What What, what are your overall thoughts about? Uh, about the tone of the movie and how it starts out one way and it kind of goes another way once the Warrens uh, come into the house. Well, I think it's cool. What I like in the first, what I do like about the first half is the how, how they're going back and forth between the Warrens and then the parent family. So you have two right, things right. that they're going back and forth, with, which is kind of cool. You know, it's it's unusual. It's not what you usually see in in a movie such as this, Ghost Story or Haunted House or. You know, whatever you want to call it, but but I like the way it starts. Didn't you love the credit? But when it first uh, came, didn't it remind absolutely. you of absolutely? Like, yeah. So they're right? like, yeah, they music. It was like the Omen or something. Okay. It was fucking straight from the seventies. Now let's talk about that. The music in this, I thought, Very worked good. so well. Uh, mm-hmm. It worked so good, and they didn't overuse it. That was my. That's my fear on a lot of these movies is that right. they overuse. Uh, the music, and then it doesn't work anymore. But in this movie and in um, his last movie, Insidious, uh, which I which I think it's got the same 
composer i'm not for sure i didn't really research it but uh it, the, the music in both the movies works so well the music in insidious is what gripped me more than than anything in the movie really and i think it worked just as well in this one yeah whenever the um uh, the Warrens, you know, say who they are at, at a class or whatever. And then all of a sudden a scroll comes up saying, hey, these are the Warrens. This is what they do. Uh, yeah. Ed, Ed is a demonologist, you know, which right. I was like, what? Is that a real right. thing? Right. And <laughs> apparently. Yeah. And, and it's he's he's uh, he's recognized by the Catholic Church as a demonologist. He's the only one, too. He's the I'll, only one that isn't a Catholic priest. And this is ba- and this is these are real people. I was like, "Holy! I don't fucking get that at all." But I mean, I guess, I guess, if you believe in Catholicism, uh, you have to believe in demons too. I mean, it's there; it's in the book, right? Yeah. Huh. Correct. But, but that blew me away, and and it says, you know, Lorraine Warren is a clairvoyant, and I loved. I, I, see, this makes me want to want to uh, investigate the Warrens more because I love their whole dynamic of, you know, uh, of like how did these two people come together. You know, the clairvoyant and then this guy who's a demonologist. Like, how they meet, how they come together, because it seems like a match made in heaven, you know? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. right. <laughs> to use a religious thing. I mean, it's just it's just crazy that, that they became a couple. But you're right. It says that, and then uh, then the, 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 the title comes up, just The Conjuring. It looks all badass, and it just keeps, scro- it just keeps scrolling until it's off the screen. Well, you know, lots of times they fucking scroll, and then it pauses in the middle. But nope, it just keeps scrolling up. And then they use that as like a fade-in into the setting of the house where the, where the parents are moving in. And, yeah, that, that was brilliant. And, and kudos to the, whoever did the score because it, it made that shit fucking yeah. just pop, super pop. Yeah, very effective. Yeah. Absolutely, it was very seventy. It, it, it kind of reminded me of the Omen, and you know yeah. things like that from the seventies. You know, and Insidious did it too in a little way. This Insidious was more Exorcist type uh, of a score, I thought, with the with the violins. And yeah, those they had the more the high pitched, yeah, sound yeah. with the violins, yeah, and the strings. But but also very good, you know. But I just I like the vibe. I, I even though I like the Exorcist. More than I like the Omen in movies like that, I like the '70s vibe that this movie put out. Yeah, and, and of course, it takes place in the '70s, so it should. Mm-hmm. But it was cool to see. It was refreshing to see them come in and they're playing. Now the soundtrack wasn't overdone. They only played about no. two or three songs. Yeah, that, you know, that, outside of the score. That that was smart to do that. Yeah, yes. absolutely. It wasn't and overkilled. No, nope. you no, know? nope, but it was good. A lot. A lot of times, these movies. Uh, where there's you know ghosts or whatever uh they rely on you know heavy you know sound cues and music and stuff right. you know to do all the work you know uh but this movie relied nothing on that uh the the camera work and stuff like that is so well done uh it, it, it is. And, and and really there's not a lot that separates this movie from those fucking shitty uh, teeny bobber movies except for the fact that you got james wan making it and he knows how to make the shit work you know what i mean um uh he knows how to use the camera to actually build suspense which is what these movies are all about if you can't build suspense the scares are fucking bullshit you know that right. it's all about suspense that's the only thing uh you know that will walk you through the movie and he does a fucking brilliant job no, he's great. And they, here's one thing I disagree on. For me, 
the movie got better as it went along. Yeah. Not that I don't. Not that I don't respect um, the, the setting up of the story right. and the back and forth between the families and everything. And the funny thing is, at first, when I because uh, I saw it twice as well, in the first view, I'm watching it, and when the Warrens come in the house and they got a bunch of people in the house, they got the Warrens and they got the, the parents and they got the cop and they got the assistant to the Warrens. They have all these people in the house. And, I'm wa- and when they first brought them all in and they have cameras and everything else, and it was almost like they did in Insidious. But right, yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. I was afraid, scale, I was afraid yes. it was going that way. I was like, oh, please yeah. don't do it. But, yeah. I it, didn't think it was going to be scary anymore. I thought, right. oh, they got all these people here. It's really not going to resonate with me. But I was wrong. For like 10 minutes, I was a little unsure. But there was like four really good sequences in this movie, and three of them come in the second half. Yes, and um, the scariest part, to me was in the second half and let, let me see if you agree it's the part where the cop is standing he's he gets some coffee he's standing there at the window he's oh. looking out the window he hears a voice saying uh look what you made me do or look yeah. what yes yeah, she made me do look yeah. is that what it said look what she yeah. made me do and he's like you know what so he starts investigating then all of a sudden he sees like a nurse standing at the end of the hall and she says, look what she made me do. She shows her wrist. They're cut. And he's like, what the hell? He goes down there and investigates. She walks off. He follows her, and he, he loses her. He doesn't find her. Then he starts walking back toward camera, and then, boom, she comes yeah. back. And it's like, holy shit. That was the best scare in the movie, in my opinion. And it made me think of... Uh, well, you already mentioned uh, the, the series, but it made me think of The Exorcist Three. Uh, ah. Do you know what oh, part know, I'm talking I, about? I know what you're gonna yeah, say. Yeah, where the, the nurse like the is walking. Yeah, fucking nurse. Yeah, yeah. because yes. it's like okay, it's yep. like you, you think something's gonna happen, then kind of like okay, well nothing's gonna happen now. Then boom, all of a sudden it fucking happens. <laughs> right. That that, that scare crazy. works so well, I think. Yeah, I, I liked it, but it wasn't my. To me, the best scare was the. Um, the situation with the um, when the girl was sleepwalking the second time, yeah, and okay, she went up to the curio cabinet thing, whatever it's called. And it, it, first, you know, first the mother was on her own trip because the father went, went away to Florida for the week, and then she the clap started and, and she comes out, the pictures fall down, and that whole sequence was great. Um, the piano and the cellar door closes on her and she falls down and the ball comes out, the light blows up. That was all all the shit that happened to her. Mm-hmm. And it was great. A couple of it was cliche, the light blowing up and the ball coming. But whatever. Um, they, they, I still thought it was really good. But then after that, with the girls in the bedroom, when the girl's sleepwalking into the thing and the girl sits her down, lays the other girl in the bedroom, you could sleep here. Then she sits up, the other girl in in the curio cabinet is still going boom, boom. Like the girl's still going into it. Yeah, and then it pans up. Then it pans up, and the girl gets up to it, and the girl sits up slowly in the bed and sees that it's going on, and then the fucking witch or whatever jumps off the top. It it really took me by surprise. The first time, you know, I jumped, and it doesn't. It, it, I, that does not happen to me much. And yeah. the second time, I really paid attention. I was waiting for it just to see what she looked like. And to me, that that was that really got me good. Yeah, but, yeah, that was probably the the second best scare in my opinion. And man. and and since since you brought up the witch, who I guess you know is, is the villain of the movie, um, she her look was 
fucking great. I wouldn't have changed a single thing about it, uh, which I usually normally don't even really think about that in these kinds of movies. I guess like, uh, what's the movie I'm trying to think of that would be similar to this? Uh, what is it? The Woman in Black or The Lady in Black? What was that movie? Okay. Was yeah. It, was it Lady or Woman? I forget. You know, there, there's actually two different ones. <laughs> well, there's one that oh, one sure. of them is in white and one of them is black. Uh, no, no, no. The, the one with Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the new one. That's yeah, the one yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a remake. And, and, and like the look of, yeah, I, I forget a lot about that fucking movie, but uh, the look of the ghost in that movie, I, I feel like I would have changed a lot, you know. But this one with the witch, and and her look, uh, I thought was perfect. And you get a great shot of that whenever she, um, uh, whenever she wakes the mom up. She the mom's taking a nap. She wakes her up, and yeah. all of a sudden she's right over her fucking face, and yeah. you see like just half half of her face, and she's freaking out, and then she throws up in her mouth. Holy shit, that was fucking intense. That, that yeah. she, her, you could see every like pimple, every wrinkle or whatever on the fucking witch's face. I thought that was perfect. It was cool. You know, she reminded me of Reagan, actually, if anything, more than a witch. Oh, the possessed Reagan, you mean? Yeah. yeah. She reminded me more of that. Because I'll tell you, when I first saw her, when she first jumped off the, the top of that cabinet, yeah. I thought it may have been one of the other girls, like the oldest girl. Oh, really? When it first happened, yeah, it just looked like a, looked like a chick with long hair. And, you know, then I, upon my second view today, I go, okay, that's her. I just wanted to make sure because I was confused the first time. But she reminds me more, you know, more of Reagan. But, it, you know, it wasn't like a knockoff or anything. I'm not saying that it was a bad thing, but yeah. she didn't look like a typical witch or yeah, anything yeah. like that or a typical ghost. And no, it was, not at all. Yeah, the look was perfect. Yeah. You didn't see the original. Uh, you know that that was a remake of uh, the one you were speaking of. With, the, the woman uh, in black, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh what? yeah, the other one. The other ones. Oh yeah, the other one. It was a made-for-TV movie, but it was, uh, you know, a lot of people swear by it, and really? I like it. Yeah, I I don't like it as much as I like um, Changeling and Ghost Story, but some people just think it's freaking tremendous. Can, can you rent it? Is on DVD or something? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Though, and it's called Woman in Black. Yeah, I'm pretty positive. About huh, and it's the same story and like the fucking. I didn't see the one. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But I'm gonna have to uh, see what you said about the, the Woman in Black and, and, and the Lady in Black, and there's another one called the Woman in White or something. This one's called the Woman in Black. That's your, that's the remake, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Woman in Black. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah. Came out like a year or two ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Well, the original Woman in Black, you know, I don't know. I I, I don't want to say uh, say for certain because I also get a little bit confused. Yeah. But there was another Woman in Black that was earlier, and I think it was a made-for-TV movie. Did it? And, uh, but that uh, could have been leading way. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going off the topic. Was but. it starring Oprah Winfrey? <laughs> that's a that's a race joke <laughs> okay so um <laughs> uh yeah i was talking about music earlier the fucking and uh the piano that's used that's in the cellar that they find uh was also used in the score a little bit which i thought was was pretty brilliant but uh, one little thing that i didn't get until the second uh second viewing was that uh, the first time they go down in the cellar, it's the husband and wife, and the wife just hits three keys on the 
piano, just kind of randomly. And then uh, later, when she's by herself and she goes into the cellar, and or no, 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 it's she doesn't go into the cellar. The same three keys are played on the piano while she's upstairs, and that gets her. You know, that spooks her and primes her to go downstairs. I thought that was really smart. I didn't catch that the first time. Wait a minute. The same three keys. Uh-huh. She hits like three she hits three notes and it doesn't really seem like they, they go together or anything. And she just kinda randomly does it. And then later when she's alone and the door to the cellar blows open and then she she hears the, the piano, it's those same keys again. That she hit. Wow! Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I didn't catch it until the second time. Very good. But yeah, I was like, holy, you know, it's it's this it's the little shit like that that fucking that you don't think about, but it registers in your brain because it's music and music can you know latches onto your brain a lot more, Mm -hmm. Uh, and and that's you know, I think that really worked. Wow! Did didn't it happen again with the piano when um when Lorraine Warren was down there and she came up? When they were when they were there with the uh, remember they went down there they were waiting for something to happen and Lorraine was catching a vibe and they were in that cellar and they they had the mics and they had and the they headphones. They were filming it, yeah. They were yes, filming and they it went upstairs camera. and yeah, right. And didn't yeah. at the very end the piano play? Uh, I don't know. There? The only thing I think the only thing that happened was that they walked down there, then they come back up. This this is one of those boring parts that doesn't really do anything. They they walk down there, nothing happens. They're filming. Then uh, they go upstairs. Then the door slams shut. I think that's all that happened. The door did slam shut because it was the same thing that happened to uh, to Carolyn, the mother, earlier yeah. when she got knocked down the stairs and everything took off from there. Yeah. Okay. I thought the piano played. I maybe maybe it did, but you know what? I mean, we're not computers. We can't retain everything. Right. Well, I'm curious. <laughs> Imagine though, it would have been cool if it was the same three notes each time. Yeah. You know. I would. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and once again, three notes. Remember what he, what he said about freaking? They had to put the thing. They had to lock the door shut because they kept having, they kept having freaking. It kept coming in threes all night long. And the guy said, "Well, you know why? They're mocking the freaking Holy Trinity." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, you're right. Let's talk about that. Now, this, yeah, the 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 villain, the witch, she was a a, a Satanist, or a, you know, she was a practicing Satanist, and she 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 lived in the house. And she murdered her her child at like seven months old or something like that. And no, they, no, no, not exactly. That's no? not no. What it was was there was a man and a woman. Uh, there was a husband and wife, and they built the house. Uh-huh. And the wife had a sister who was down with the witches of Salem. Ah, she was one of them. And when all the shit went down, they were being you know purged and excommunicated. She took off and came and lived with them. And they had a seven-day-old, uh, I believe it was, I don't know if they said a niece or a nephew, but they, they caught the um, her sister, who was a witch, trying to sacrifice it. Ah, they okay. Caught her for it, and then she went up to the friggin' tree and declared some type of shit and yada, 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 and fucking and hung herself. Ah, okay. That and see, that, that was one of the things I had, I paid attention to upon the second view. Okay, well, here's, here's what I was going to ask was that, uh, it's something I'm confused about. Uh, later on, L- Lorraine has a revelation of some kind, and she says that uh, uh, that the the mother was possessed, and she killed her child because she was possessed. 
Was is that like a different family that lived in the yes. house later? Oh, okay, that makes more Correct. sense. Correct. See, this is what happened to me when I watched it the first time. I was confused like you were. Today, I got it different. And that's what I paid attention to today. I was like, okay, there was a couple scenes where I knew they explained it, and I want to see. The second people, there was that little boy. Um, fuck. Um, Rory. Rory was the Rory, little boy. Rory, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Rory was the son of the, the heavyset woman that... Also lived in the house. She moved in there after oh, all that shit went okay. down. That, and she she was possessed, and she she killed got possessed Rory. by the witch. Oh, okay. that yes, makes more sense. and they said that Rory went missing. We find out later when Lorraine goes in the basement and actually witnesses what happened, and she had scissors or a knife or whatever, and that she killed Rory. Yeah, and uh, and that was a little too. See, when I'm watching it at first, like the first half, it seemed cliche to me, and there was one more. There was two. The three oh seven thing with the clock. Was too much like the 315 with Amityville. Amityville. Granted, the I same know. thing yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. In Amityville, the guy just kept waking up at 315 or the woman, and they didn't know why, and that's when the murders took place. And the 307 thing was this, and I was like, well, that's a little too Amityville ish. And then the other thing, the little girl is talking to Rory, and, um, you know, he's telling something bad happened to him, but it's her friend, and they're okay. The same thing was going on with Amityville, but it was a little girl talking to Jody which was a child that got mm-hmm. whacked mm-hmm. in the house before. So those two things seemed a little too familiar. Granted, it didn't make a difference in the second half of the film because everything, it, it stopped being cliche in the second half for me. Uh, and right. it, it took a life of its own. Well, it became it became a fucking an exorcist movie. I did not expect that in I this agree. movie. Right. And, and I think that's why maybe I'm, I'm, I'm kind of segregating the two halves of the movie and saying I like the first part better because... Uh, eventually what happens is that we find out the the mother's been getting bruises on herself and she, she can't figure out why. Well, it's because the the witch is trying to possess her body to kill you know her family and stuff like that. And so that's what they do at the end is perform an exorcism. And ultimately, it, it worked. He did it really well. But yeah. I, I just was not expecting it to go that way at all. And neither was I. No, that was definitely something different. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but it was cool because it was short. It was like a fifteen-minute thing. Yeah, and the, it was it was different because they covered her up, so you couldn't see everything. It wasn't the same old shit that everyone's done since The Exorcist, where they tried to, you know, you see. And I'm not knocking those movies because I like them too. But there's been other movies like Emily Rose and um, uh, The Devil Inside and The Possession, different ones. You know, and they, they, they've tried to do it, and, and they've, you know, some of them have made them a little too much. Yeah. Like, like oh, Rake. Yeah. But I don't think they did that in this. Number one, they, you couldn't see her for most of it. They covered her up with the thing. And, you know, she levitated at one point in the chair and was turned upside down. But it wasn't... Uh, it That that part looked great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it did look great. Mm-hmm. It, it, but it wasn't, you know, it didn't remind me of, like, The Exorcist. Like, where every other movie where someone gets possessed... Does you you know uh, one thing that I think helped it was that uh, uh, Ed Ed Warren he's not a priest you know and he wasn't yeah. even going to do it uh, right. you know they were going to get a priest to do it but a priest never showed up and so maybe that's that's the element that makes it uh, 
seem different. I, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Well, they got the okay to do it because they, that guy pushed it through. They went there and they said, well, the children haven't been baptized. And they said, and they're not members of the church, so i got to go to the Vatican, the priest said. And, yet, and, then, and then they go, well, listen, take a look at the stuff we have on, on, on film. And he showed it to him, and the priest got convinced. And he goes, okay, we'll have the exorcism. And then they were at a hotel. And it was right. the mother and, and the five daughters. And holy fuck, by the way, five fucking daughters. <laughs> I feel sorry for that. Those parents, holy shit. I feel sorry for the guy. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking guy lives with six women. Uh, I, I, I'll tell you what. He should have been the one fucking hanging himself. Not the witch. Holy fuck. It, it's too bad that money scheme, <laughs> the money scheme he was trying to pull on Office Space didn't work because <laughs> then he could buy, him, huh? buy his way out of there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but wow, five daughters. Holy shit. That's out of control. But anyway... <laughs> they yeah, were living in the sure. hotel at, the, at that point. They came out of the house and and whatever. And they they they, um, they got word that the woman took two of the children and went back to the house. So now and they all chased her down at the end. It all happened so quickly. Yeah, happened they really get down fast, there. Yeah, yeah and they, all of a sudden they're like, okay, well we got to well, get her to the priest so we can have an exorcism. Let's take her to the church. Remember, they tried to take her out of the house and the witch wasn't having it because yeah, she her... was possessed. They started making it basically. If they try to take the woman out of the house, she's dead. So uh, Ed Warren just was thrown into it, not because the priest didn't show up, because they had no one else that could do it. And he had witnessed so many exorcisms, he was like, well. I'm doing it. Yeah, I think that's that's what made the exorcism exorcism stuff work was uh, uh, because – you're right. It happened so quickly, and it was just like, well, we're doing an exorcism now. You know, it wasn't like a, a planned thing where you see the fucking, you know, Father Marin or who, whoever get out of the fucking, you know, uh, the taxi right. cab and fucking, you know, <laughs> and, and all that shit. So, I oh, mean, yeah. the shit you were saying was right out of the was right out of the book for you know, it, it was it, you honestly, if you're catching that movie, uh, you know, just in just in that sequence. I don't. The fact that you don't see a white collar, you, you could. Someone could have said, "Hey, that's a priest," and it would be believable because he was saying things. Right. He was using the Bible, and he was doing it the same way that we've seen other priests do it in, in exorcism movies. <laughs> right. So he knew his shit. He was doing his stuff. I mean, the uh, I, the holy water thing was really cool. Did you notice that freaking the witch, uh, screamed and caused the glass to break and the fuck they lost the holy water? Oh no. I didn't know that was that. a new one. Yeah, he gave it to he gave it to her once. Sprayed her the holy water. She flipped out. I think she puked blood, but she was underneath the. Uh, oh yeah, that was red. Yeah. And then she screamed, and when she did it, the glass broke. That was you know the veil or whatever the fuck the vial I should say that was holding the holy water broke, and then that was the end of that. So <laughs> I didn't know. I thought that. that was cool. Yeah, yeah, that was. I thought that was a one yeah. one part that uh, I watched it with a packed house today. And, and, you know, obviously people react and stuff like that. It wasn't too bad. But one part where it was, it, it enhanced the movie so much was where uh, they're doing, the, they're trying to do the exorcism. She has the bag, you know, she's tied down. There's a bag over her head. And she starts to levitate on the chair. And, yeah. and, and um, uh, Ed Warren, he immediately stops because he's like, he's like shaken by, it. he's like, holy shit, what the fuck? And somebody in the audience goes, don't stop talking, you know, just instantly like, 
what oh no oh no don't stop talking you know instantly and everybody just <laughs> laughed and i was like it was like the perfect moment for somebody to say something funny and there to be like a release or something you know because then everybody was like yeah what the hell is he doing <laughs> it was hilarious it's cool. yeah but it made sense he was an amateur yeah I mean, abs- an absolutely amateur. you know he wasn't a priest you know what i mean yeah yeah, he's a so, demonologist, you know. They right. <laughs> Oh man, is there an application I can fill out? Holy shit. I want right. to want to be on your team, buddy. <laughs> a fucking know. demonologist. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm uh, curious. I'm I'm hitting Google up. I I I, I haven't <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going on what is it? monster.com is that the job <laughs> thing? I'm putting out <laughs> wanted demonologist. I'm your guy. I have no, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have no work history in it, but, you know, I'm willing to learn. Um, <laughs> Demonologist by day. Yeah, oh. so, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, a lot of this movie, um, you know, like I was saying, it used a lot of elements like uh, uh, the music box, the doll, and the ball, and the clapping game and stuff like that. But then there's a, an, another thing that kind of centers around and and we talked about earlier with the witch jumping off of that dresser and yeah. and and now was that already it, it seemed like that that was a pivotal thing for the movie was that already in the house or did they bring that and then it was like that had to be in the house already, what the right? cabinet yeah no that was in the house okay they it that to makes the more sense because yes because yeah. eventually later in the movie they find out that uh, the, the, there's a panel that moves and right. it, there's a hole in the wall behind it and that's where Rory used to hang out back there. Yep. And, okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And there's uh, his fucking you know, music box is missing. The whole and, thing. And right. she also, uh, I think Lorraine finds a fucking uh, a noose back there. Yeah, that she I, does find a noose. Yeah, yeah, that I guess that was from when the witch hung herself. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but I guess I guess that's the best we got because yeah. no one else got hung that we know of. Yeah, it just seemed kind of weird, and it was trying to call back to something. But I said the word noose, and I'm gonna say it. That's our secret word. Nice for our giveaway uh, of the Evil Dead Blu-ray. And if you're listening to this right now, you need to go to our Facebook page. And not our Facebook group, which I recommend that you join also, but go to our Facebook page, make sure you like it, and then post on our page uh, the word noose, a picture of a noose, somebody being hung, <laughs> um, uh, a picture of you, um, you know, choking yourself with a noose while you masturbate, something, right. you know, something like that, <laughs> and and you will win this Evil Dead Blu-ray that I have in my hands right now so stop listening what are you doing go to your computers and do that and you win or you can win what i have in my hands right now oh my god dave oh, oh jesus no i'm sorry my wife's gonna get pissed <laughs> off i better not <laughs> wait she doesn't listen to this shit does she <laughs> i fucking make her are you oh kidding? god oh brother i know poor 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 girl <laughs> i got your neck in the noose it's fucking great man <laughs> noose yeah i like that that's good shit uh, so yeah, I mean, this movie did, you know, I think it, it seems like we're giving this movie a lot of praise and stuff like that. And it, it warrants it. It's a good movie, 
but it like like I said, it it does so many cliches too that kind of bother me, and, and I I don't know if I want to say I wish they wouldn't have done, but like you know you you mentioned the three oh seven thing, but also it has a whole thing with uh uh birds flying into the house. How about the birds? And, yes, right. And yeah, that's an homage, and I'm pretty sure other movies have. Oh, you done think? It. Yeah. You know what that means, though. See that that whole line now. If a bird flies into your to a window and dies at your house, that's like an old uh, an Indian a uh, Native American. Uh, it's one of those things that means that death is coming. Really? It, okay. It, it, See, I've movie. never heard oh, that. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, then that just makes it better for me. Right there, because yeah. you know, at the end when they're doing the exorcism, and like the they're almost getting attacked by fucking birds. It's it's almost ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I was just kind of like, ah, come on, you could have left this part out. I think. Right, I thought that too, but I I was okay. The weird thing is that they were like different birds, but the one bird that got killed in the beginning, the single bird that they found outside, yep. it was the day after the dog died. Yep. was the bird, and the and the and the one that came in later <laughs> during the exorcism. They were both pigeons for some reason. Hmm. Just I, those two. I, I but was, the other ones were like blackbirds or whatever. They yeah. were just regular dark colored birds. But the, the the birds that had the most impact were those two pigeons. Hmm. I don't know why, but I don't know. I, I, don't know. I was hoping it was those fucking birds from those Windex commercials because I can't <laughs> fucking watch. They fucking annoy the shit out of me. I forgot uh, all about those fuckers, right? <laughs> this, this is the only work they can fucking get is running into fucking windows. <laughs> Jesus, they're typecasts. Um, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, another thing that that I got to talk about, and, and this is a good scene in the movie, but is when uh, you're at the Warrens' house, and they're not there. It's later in the movie, but uh, uh, it has... Um, uh, her daughter, uh, the, their daughter, uh, wakes up in the middle of the night and she goes into the other room and she noticed she, uh, the door opens to their uh, room full of, you know, uh, it's like Friday the 13th, the, the TV series in there. It's got all these cursed, <laughs> cursed right. objects and shit like right. that. Fucking useful things. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you see that the, the cabinet that the doll is in and the doll's gone. And then so she goes in the other room and the witch is in the fucking chair with her back towards oh. the girl. Dude, this scare works so good because yes. she's holding the doll and then the head of it just slowly yeah. turns around. And, oh, man, that is so creepy, man. I think that worked perfect. It was fucking, it was tremendous. I loved it. I loved that whole sequence yeah. with that little girl because she was flipping. And the, the cool thing is that it, it happened because she found the lockets at that thing, and she gave her mother. She yeah. gave her mother the necklace with the locket, and she kept the other. Yeah, Solely yeah. because of that, there was a connection. Mm-hmm. Because the girl, because the witch got a hold of Lorraine's locket, so therefore it was paired with the other one that the little girl here, uh, daughter, her Judy, daughter Judy. Yeah, her. <laughs> <laughs> so daughter Judy's at the fucking house. And then you see the thing spin because the other one's spinning. Yeah, yeah, that, oh. that that worked really well. I mean, it was awesome, and the way they used the light, how it went from light to dark, was uh, fucking tremendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd actually forgotten about that. Oh, um, it, it blew me away. And the thing with the doll when they went, she was scared of that doll to begin with. Mm-hmm. You remember? She meant so she already had this preconceived thing about fucking all those things in that room, and she really feared fucking Annabelle. So she already had it in her head, 
And of course, it's one of those situations that you see in these movies where the fucking evil knows what you're scared of, so that's what it's going to use to fuck with you. And that just, that totally got me. She tried to get her grandmother, and she couldn't hear Then she went down the stairs, and it got all dark. Then she went in the room, and the doll was gone. Then she backed up, and you hear boom, 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 boom. The demon was fucking, whatever it was, it, it sounded really big and scary. And she turns around, and there she is, and she's, and the witch is sitting in the fucking rocking chair, brushing the freaking doll's hair. Yeah, and yeah. And the doll slowly <laughs> turns its head, and that was fucking so creepy. Yeah, that oh. fucking worked really well. And um, then how about then they get home just in time, and then the rocking chair itself turns around, and they're no longer there, and it starts moving and coming at her, and they come in just in time. The thing flies, and it would have killed the girl. Yeah, it crashes into the wall, and and Ed Ed Warren pulls the daughter away just in time. Yeah, that freaked out the audience I was with. Man, oh, they fucking they screamed at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but let's talk about this room full of fucking uh, toys and shit. Like, right? Um, uh, well, okay, okay. This is the first thing I noticed that he the doll, the Annabelle doll. Uh, you know, he the Ed at the beginning, he's being interviewed by a journalist and he's walking him through and showing him all this stuff, telling him, you know, don't touch anything. It's right. all it's all cursed objects and, and or, or stuff that was involved in some way in one of their cases. And he gets he wants to see the Annabelle doll because it's famous. And right. so he shows him the doll and it's the only thing <laughs> that is in a separate case. Everything else is sitting on a shelf. But right. this doll is sure. sitting in a locked case, and I was like, "Well, what makes this doll so fucking special?" I mean, I know we we showed it in the beginning, but how come the the fucking monkey's paw over there isn't special, or the fucking <laughs> the beer the, the beer stein, or whatever the fuck else they got going on there? <laughs> but this is it the was ho- intense. Did you remember what happened in the beginning with well, that well, Annabelle well, and ab- knocked ab- on the door? Absolutely, all that sh- that's but, fucking scary. But are you saying that everything? Every one of those other objects, something intense didn't happen with it. I don't know. That's just something that kind of struck me as as weird upon the second viewing. But here's the other funny thing is let me let me see if I can find it. I wrote this down. Is that on top of the case of the doll, it said "warning" really big in in letters. You're and, right. And then it said "positively do not open." <laughs> Really? I don't know why that cracks my shit up. It says warning. It's kind of funny. And then it says positively do not open. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like that whole room should have and it did. They had signs on yeah, the on the outside of the door. It's like don't fucking come in here. You're going to get cursed. But um he did focus on that doll, but maybe yeah. maybe it was for the daughter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I could see I'm thinking that. if my daughter was obsessed with that and really scared with it. I might make a bigger deal out of it. Say, okay, honey, I'm going to put this in a case so it can't get out, and I'm going to put a sign to make sure nobody ever lets it out, you know, just to appease her. Right. You know, that's yeah. just the best I got. Yeah, it makes sense. So, um, so yeah, uh, at the end of the movie, you know, they're in the, you know, I was kind of talking about this earlier, but Ed and Lorraine, they're in that room, and they're talking, uh and uh, she just got off the phone and she says that the the priest has this um this other case that they want us to investigate tomorrow if we can and it's in Long Island. Now oh, that right. that is clearly hinting towards like Amityville, right? What the fuck how the fuck did I not pick up on that? <laughs> when you said it, when when you just said it and you said Long Island and it was clearly Yeah. 
it snapped in my head. I'm like, and I didn't, it didn't register either of the two times I saw. That's fucking really cool. <laughs> okay, well, wow. here, here's why I bring it up: is that okay? This movie, it clearly, it made enough money to warrant a sequel if they wanted to do it. Now, what would that sequel be? Would it essentially be the Warrens investigating Amityville? Would it be another case? I see. You know I, what? I, that I, is a movie in itself. The Warrens investigation of Amityville. It was a completely different thing than what we see in the Amityville in the Amityville horror, right? Well, what, what went down with them? Well, so it, that could be. Holy fuck! I see. Well, here's my problem though: is I don't know if if I want to see another movie. As much as I enjoyed this movie, it's it's like would another movie just be the same thing? I mean. I'm kind of, you know, like I'm thinking that about this Insidious sequel that's going to come I was just going to gonna say that, It's yes. like, is it just, what else are you going to do that's going to make it different? And with this story more, you. with this story more so, because Insidious has got like, you know, a whole, you know, fucking universe. It's, it's a little different. And this one's more grounded in reality, I guess, you know, with air quotes. And, uh. And it's like, wouldn't their other cases just be so similar to this that it wouldn't be interesting? I don't know. That's true. I never I, thought of it that. Or maybe there's just not going to be a sequel because, obviously, if it's based upon true events, that, that's pretty much the end of it. I mean, they could go a cheap route and freaking say another family moves into that house and do something completely fictional, where that they destroy a story for it, which they are, you know, which. Maybe oh, I fucking hope they don't too. fucking do that. I hope they don't. Oh either, my god, that would be the terrible. Numbers, yeah, the numbers they brought in, uh, it, they're going to be hard pressed. Oh, they're, they're going to make a sequel on this, absolutely. One way or the other. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it might not be James James Wan doing it, but the studio it probably owns the rights to this, and they'll they'll probably make it. Because I mean, look, they made fucking. Haunting in Connecticut to the ghosts of Georgia. <laughs> the ghosts of Georgia. They, that right. doesn't even make sense. They just tacked the fucking title on. I haven't seen either of those movies, but there's no way that there's any connection between those fucking movies. No way. No, of course not. But the thing is, the ghost of Georgia thing. There was a limited fucking release. You know, it's a shitball when you see it. Oh yeah. You know, and, and the haunting in Connecticut didn't bring in the fucking money this did. And did you know that Ed and Lorraine Warren were involved in the haunting in Connecticut? Not until today. And okay, yeah, there yeah. you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which but makes me want to watch it now. I mean, the funny it, thing is, Lorraine Warren says it, what happened in reality is very, very, very different than what you see on the screen. She basically kind of disassociates herself with what the movie that came out with haunting in Connecticut. Yeah, she's saying basically the haunting in Connecticut is freaking very fictional. Oh, okay. It really wasn't like that. So mm-hmm. it kind of gives 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 her a little bit of credibility because mm-hmm. she just says, "Hey, this this and this this is the way this was and this is how this was and and whatever." And when they were in Amityville, that's a whole other story. They didn't see what you know. See, you got to look into that shit. But you know, yeah. I like that she said that. But I didn't know that they were involved in the haunting in Connecticut. I, I googled it the other day. I was looking up Lorraine Warren. I wanted to. Say, I was, you know, curious about the two of them. Yeah, absolutely. And I knew that Ed had passed, and I was curious. And then she, there was a, a an interview with her, and she was talking about it. And I read this thing about the haunting in Connecticut and how that was, you know, it was originally featured on, you know, that there's like a show on Biography Channel or something called The Haunting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it became the movie. But anyway, oh, okay. uh, 
But you know there was a shit ball. The Haunting in Connecticut, it made moderate numbers. It was an okay movie. When, when Anytime you see a sequel for a movie like that, you know it's <laughs> going to be fucking shitty. But this movie, this it's a blockbuster. It brought in revenue. It's big. Uh, for them to make a sequel to this, you know, I, I think they would have to go big with it. But how could they? Being yeah. that this is supposedly based on true events, you know what I mean? It's, so, I don't know. Maybe it, they will do an, an, an alternate Amityville thing and bring them back. And that's fine because I be fucking love Vera Farmiga. Fuck, bring her back in and, and bring Oh, in. yeah. I, I'd, I'd peel that banana. Oh, yeah. Oh, Fuck. God. Yeah. Yes, I'd peel that banana. Yeah, she's, she's, Norma Bates, she's respectful yeah. to horror. She's been in, in the horror genre for a while, and she's great on fucking Bates Motel. Oh, and, yeah. you know, she was in, uh, what do you call it, Orphan, and she, you know. Oh, that's stuff. right. I yeah, forgot she was in an orphan. Oh, she's a good actress. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know? Anytime you see a good actress that, that isn't, a, uh, you know, isn't afraid to freaking wave the flag for the genre, fucking A. Mm-hmm. Cheers to her, you know. She's a good actress. She's attractive. Fucking A. I, 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 speaking know? of being fans of the, of the genre, I read something today online about uh, somebody giving props to Patrick Wilson. And, and oh, yeah? He he's a great actor. I think he's great. I first uh, first liked him in that movie Hard Candy. Have you seen that? Yes, uh, he uh, was, I'm a fan of Hard Candy. Oh, I love that movie. He was great in it. But yeah. any, anyways, he uh, somebody was giving him props because in an interview they started talking about Nightmare on Elm Street, and he instantly knew like, oh yeah, Dream Warriors. That's that's the one with the Dawkins song, you know. And, <laughs> and that's kind of an obscure thing for uh, for somebody. Uh, you know, just a normal casual movie fan to to know. So he right. he definitely knows like the genre and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, yeah. Let's let's fucking rate this fucking asshole. Uh, Dave, what would you give The Conjuring out of five stars? Well, I'm giving it four stars. I really enjoyed it. So you really liked it. That's good. Yeah, I really did like it, and um. You know, I, I watched it twice. It got better as it went on, and yeah, I, I was I was I was impressed. It, it did it for me. I don't know if it's it's Amityville for this generation because I, I consider Amityville one and Poltergeist another, and there hasn't really been a fucking nail at home ghost haunted house story for me since. I don't think I've seen Amityville all the way through. Isn't and and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that movie like dreadfully boring? I've heard people say that, but not to me. No, I fucking, I'm going to have to check it out. I it, really appreciate it. I don't know if you will. So I've heard some people really trash it. I fucking, I've seen it several times, and I'm yet to get bored with it. Well, I, I really appreciate it. Well, you that. recommended that to me, and you also recommended um, the sequel, Amityville 2. Yes. So I want to check those out. Yeah, You really should. Yeah, check them out. Please do. I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I, I check them out. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, I give it four stars. I, I really good. did like it. Yeah. Uh, my my rating for The Conjuring would be three and a half, I think. I liked it. I don't want to say I really liked it, just because I think I'm not a super huge fan of the subgenre. I think that takes it down. I mean, just purely on that. But I understand that. The, the movie is so well done and so well crafted that I have to give it props. It's definitely good. Um, and, you know, like... like to me, there I only like a, a few select haunted house movies like 
uh, as of late, you know, Insidious, but also the Innkeepers, I felt like was a really good one. Um, you know, but at the same time, I just wouldn't rate those movies as high as I would like, you know, uh, a slasher movie, I guess, you know, I, I don't know. I think I, it's just because of the sub sub genre. I give it a point, a half a point less. Otherwise, I, if, you know, if this was, you know, something else I might give it four, but I give it three and a half. And on top of that, I definitely say, uh, peel it back. Uh, don't stick it up your crack. You know, you should go see this movie. If you're kind of on the fence about it, peel it back, go see it. Uh, it's worth the money. It deserves the money. Uh, it's, it's well acted. It's, it's well scored. It's well written. It's well shot. It's just a good movie. And if you're just looking for some scares, it definitely has that too. Uh, so I'm assuming that since you, if you gave it four stars, really liked it, you'd probably recommend it as well. Yeah, peel that some bitch back. Peel Fucking that some bitch back and take That's a it. bite. That's right. Swallow that say. banana hole. That's choke right. on Fucking it. Deep throat that bitch. That's fine. <laughs> Get on that shit. Absolutely. But let me ask you this. Yep. You let me tell you something. The subgenre thing is what makes me rate it high uh-huh. because to me, I like the subgenre, but there there is only so many movies that strike me at all. So it's so hard for me. To, to watch a movie like this and be impressed by it. Yeah. That that might make me have the opposite effect rated higher because there isn't that many good ones. Uh, and when it's done yeah. right, it's done yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're you know? Right. But I wanted to ask you this. James Wan. Uh-huh. You know, we got the four big we got Saw, we got Dead Silence, we got Insidious, we got the Conjuring. Mm-hmm. Quickly, could you fucking rate could you rate them one, two, three, four? How how would you rate them? Oh, I'm curious about your Insidious thing because you talked an awful lot about it. Yeah, and I definitely think this is superior to Insidious. I think the fucking third act in Insidious is nowhere near as good as what goes down in this movie. I think, I'm curious to know your opinion on that. At I, least I think you're right uh, because yeah, by the time the investigators show up in Insidious, it's kind of like nah, kind of falls apart a little bit. Right. Uh, but if you're putting me on the spot, I would still say I enjoy Insidious more just because wow. of the, uh, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, it, it, it's not so on the nose, I guess maybe is what I'm looking for as this movie is. I like the, 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 the fucking demon guy in, in the movie and stuff like that. And the music strikes me more. Uh, than the Conjuring did. I loved them both, you know, but right. you know the music in both. But I, 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 w- I would rank Insidious, then I would rank uh, the Conjuring, then Saw, and then Dead Silence. I wouldn't even really put on the list, but yeah, that's right. How I would okay, rank yeah. I was really curious about what you were going to say with uh, with Insidious more than anything. I'm surprised that you had Saw so low, but that's another story. That's well, another show, well, what would you say with those four? Oh no! It, it's easy for me. It, 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 it saw conjuring, insidious, dead silence. See, I, I, I like saw. I'm a fan of the majority of the series, but the I'm talking one movie. Saw one. Right. Okay. Up. Saw. That's it. I, I, I've seen that movie. It's a five star movie to me. How's that? See, I wouldn't say that <laughs> just because of the. I've seen it so much that I the technical mistakes and stuff like that really just kind of uh are jarring to me 
you know, because wow. I've seen it so much. I've yeah. seen it too. I guess I'm just blinded because by my by my love for it. Maybe. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and and so like compared to like The Conjuring, where I see like almost no mistakes or things that take me out of it, where I would be like, well, he fucked that up. You know, it's it's uh, that that's probably the reason uh, why. You know, and you know okay. that that was their first uh, you know f- you know feature length film, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, uh, you know, nobody's perfect by any means, but it, I still. Still enjoy it, absolutely. I mean, it's a great introduction to a fucking crazy villain, you know. So it fucking blew me when I saw it at the theater the first night. It it blew me the fuck away. Yeah. I, I was floored at the end, floored by the reveal. Loved the gore, loved the fucking the, the tension of it and everything. It, and when you learned more about Jigsaw, I, it, I'll never forget that when he got up in the fucking thing and the whole thing and game over and the freaking guy screaming at the end. I was fucking floored. My my jaw hit the floor. Uh, it's just one of those moments, you yep. know. I'll no, never forget that. It I, just I and I can't say anything you. else had that impact on me. That Juan's dead. Not that I, I like his movies. Like I said, the you know five star, four star, three and a half, and fucking two and a half, whatever. It's just off the top of my head, but nothing's hit gave given me the impact that that Saw has. You know. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I had the same same feeling. It's just that the more I watched it over time, the 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 you know the lesser I feel about it, I guess. I don't know. So, I understand. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. But, uh, yeah, we're we're getting off topic. That was uh, The Conjuring, you know. So, like we said, go fucking see that shit because it's a fun time at the movies and it's summertime. What the fuck are you doing? Go go yeah. sit in the theater and cool off and fucking have some fun. Okay, um, right on. Yep. So, uh, with that, uh, we are going to get the fuck out of here and... Uh, so, Dave, it's been a blast as always. Hell yeah, brother. You know it. Yep. Super fun. Uh, hope to do it again real soon, which we will. And you know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next episode, we got our birthday blowout. Yeah, we out. do. Yep. Uh, our yes. birthdays are so close together that Dave and I decided to celebrate, have a fucking party, and watch Happy Birthday to Me and Bloody Birthday. So, look out for that <laughs> fucking shit. Yeah, man, that's going to be fun. That's right. And so on our way out of here, I got a thought to ponder, and that is, who the fuck is Wilma? (laughs) (laughs) See ya, fuckers. Peace out.